All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski. My name's Tony Nabrowski, and thank you for joining me today. So on this week's show, I was joined by Tyler Sawa, and there was a lot to discuss this week. We talked about the Lions Week 8 loss to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Michigan State shockingly defeating Michigan on Saturday, along with the Tigers hiring A.J. Hinch to become their next manager. Again, a lot to talk about this week. So without further ado, I hope you all sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski over on 88.3 FM WXOU. Oh boy, you know it was a it was a good weekend to start for me. Maybe not for you, but for me it was a good start. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now after Sunday things just kind of went down the crapper, and now here we are on election week, feeling completely terrible. <laughs> At least we had Halloween this weekend. That was nice. Th- that was fine. Yeah. It was nice weather. Yeah. But it's like it made me forget about the game somewhat. <laughs> somewhat before it was kind of the calm before the storm if you will yeah all right welcome into the show this week on a monday live from the oakland center here in oakland university trash talk with tony Nebraska is underway with yours truly it's great to have you in here on the show this week whether you listen live on 88.3 fm wxou wxou.org slash listen the radio fx app or wherever you stream your favorite podcast welcome into the show this week and welcome back tyler sawa i actually lied in the intro we're not live right now yeah i was gonna say because that, that that just always slips off my tongue, the intro, because I've been doing it for two years now. But, yeah, we're not technically live on air right now. The only way people are going to listen to this is through the podcast, because all hell is broken loose in WXOU throughout the past three weeks. Two weeks ago against Jacksonville, the computer in the live studio had no internet connection. Last week, the, the live studio was just being um, a, a little funky, and now this week... Uh, it's completely down. <laughs> we we had someone in there to try to fix our problems, and the problems only got worse. So now we are completely not able to do live shows. So hopefully just for this week, we will be doing a podcast-only episode. But it's good practice for me because Black Friday is also a podcast-only episode. There we go. But nonetheless, we are in a uh, different recording studio as well. Uh, we're close to a bathroom. So you, while we're recording, if someone flushes the toilet, it's, <laughs> the mic is going to pick it up. I guarantee you. And when it does, I'm just going to go <sighs> because I can't edit that out. But regardless, Tyler, welcome back. How are you? Doing well, Tony. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> are you doing well? <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest Monday. From last like Monday, it was such a beautiful day. Michigan just spanked Minnesota. It was nice. And then the Lions... The birds were chirping. It was a good day. And then the Lions, you know, make the most impossible situation coming back in Atlanta. It was such a beautiful Monday, beautiful week. I was so excited for this weekend. Halloween's this weekend. It was just... The vibes were there. But now it's election day this week. (laughs) And then we had the Lions loss. We had the Michigan loss. I mean, just a... It was a rough weekend for some people. For others, it was just kind of rough. But we'll yeah. get into it. We have a lot to talk about this week, Tyler. We have one good thing to talk about. We'll get into it later, but we have one good thing. Yeah, that... we got a really good thing to talk about later with the Tigers. So, yeah, I'm excited we'll, about we'll, that. We'll get to that later. We'll spend a lot of time talking about that because you're my Tigers guy. Um, but also, we will briefly mention Michigan and Michigan State. You're a Michigan guy. I'm a Michigan State guy. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll be nice. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much done gloating for now, but... 
we, we still got to talk about that yeah. game. Yeah, too. But obviously, you know where we're starting this week, Tyler. So the Lions, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I tried to be optimistic with this football team. Maybe I was a little too optimistic. That's my fault. But I was excited after last week's win. Even though the Falcons are the Falcons, like, that Stafford comeback made me really excited. And uh, myself and everybody else, we had a lot of hope going into this game. And, you know, I tweeted before the game that if the Lions lost this game to the Colts, it wouldn't be the end of the season because we're getting Everson Griffin next week against the Vikings. It's his debut against his former team. And if you win that game and then beat Washington the following week, you're still a game above 500 going into your Thanksgiving stretch, if you will. And that's still true, but when I tweeted that, Tyler, that was me assuming that the Colts were going to win by a final of like 28 to 21. Not a 20-point blowout, basically. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, man, that for a Lions team that's trying to prove to us that they're like actually turning this thing around... That was t- that was terrible. I mean, that's exactly the same team that we've seen throughout the earlier parts of the season. They had a great start to the game. You know, the defense on the first three drives for the Colts. Uh, punt, punt, that was blocked by Miles Killebrew that led to a Marvin Jones touchdown. And then uh, another punt. It was 7-0 after one. Lions defense was playing great. Offense looked fine. And after that, Tyler, <laughs> it... It just went completely down the drain. The Lions had that collapse that we have seen them have time and time again, not just this year, but under Matt Patricia. You know, in the second quarter, giving up 20 unanswered to the Colts on all three drives that they had in that second quarter. Um, And then the offense in general, just a complete mess in the first half. Eight total yards in the first half alone. And in the second half, Tyler, even though, you know, they – they made a nice little comeback. You know, they got the um, opening drive touchdown. The defense forced two straight three and outs on the Colts. Things were really looking good until the strip sack by Darius Leonard. And that's just when this game was practically over because the Colts just went bonkers after that. Um, I mean, I predicted the Colts to win this game, Tyler. I've been saying it for weeks now. I've always thought that this Colts team is actually good. You know, I've said it multiple times on this show that with Darius Learned healthy, I thought the Colts had a top five defensive football. <laughs> they showed that yesterday. The Colts are a team that dominate the line of scrimmage. They did that yesterday. And that's why they are the better football team. That's why they won that game. But again, for a Lions team that's trying to prove to us that the optimism is real and they are actually a playoff contender, you can't lose that game by 20. <laughs> you just can't. So... I'll throw it to you. What's your biggest takeaways after that loss? Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this team is that, you know, they're not the worst team in football, but they're nowhere near a contender to me either. They just showed to me, this is kind of what the team I thought they were going into the year, and this is what I was scared of, like that 6-10, and 7-9 team. Remember I was telling you after that Saints game, like, this is what I'm scared of. They're going to be on some bad teams. It's going to, you know, maybe push the table for Patricia and Coins to potentially get another year because their record might look a little better and, you know, maybe they looked more competitive. I don't know, man. I mean, this team is just not there. I mean, they're a team that's going to be competitive and, like, fight and be a little gritty, but they're ultimately a team that's 
not going to win a Super Bowl no, or win a division. Like, get in the playoffs. Like this, <laughs> or if they do make the playoffs, it's going to be like a very weird 8-8, eight 9-7 and eight, like type year. Like, I just don't see much of an end goal here where this was supposed to be the guy that gets you over the hump, and this is not showing me anything where we're going to get over the hump. Could the Lions still make some noise? Like you mentioned, they got the Vikings, they got this, the football team, then they got the Panthers. The football team. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some more winnable games. The season's definitely not over yet. Yeah. But what's really the end goal? Like, they're just kind of stuck yeah. in no man's land right now. Like, they're not good enough, but they're not bad enough for a top pick. So, like, what do you do? It's just like, it sucks. This is like the worst territory in football because you'd rather be – you know, god awful, suck. You know, land a top five pick, find yeah. your new regime. Hopefully, that new regime is it. Or you know, you hope that by year three, these guys are legit. Maybe they're not a fraud. Maybe they take you to the next level. But I mean, they have shown me nothing for me to believe that. And even beating the Vikings and beating, you know, the football team or the Panthers, even if they go on a three game winning streak, it's gonna take more for yeah. me to completely buy in from what I think their identity still is because. If they win those next three games, that still proves to me what I thought they were, and that's still not good enough for yeah. me. If they go out and, like, let's say, win these next three games, because, I mean, now they're put in a circumstance where they have to go 4 0 by Thanksgiving. This loss now. Which, which, not to cut you off, that is possible. It is way. possible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now they're put in a situation where they have to win these next four to be in this playoff hunt, playoff race, which is possible, which at the end goal, you'd be 5 and 1 in the six game span, which is very good. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just what could they do after that? You know, because then they got a tough schedule. You got to play the Bears. You got to play uh, the Titans, Bucks, Packers. Packers, and then you got the Vikings again. So, mm-hmm. it's just what could they do? So, first, you got to win these next four. I don't think it's even a question at this point. No, they're, you you have to. They're win. must win games now after that Colts loss. Yeah, and then a- after that, it's just like, what are they after that? Could they prove that they're not frauds? For me to believe that they're not frauds and like that they actually have changed, it's going to have to be a good December. So it's going to have to be a good rest of the way of the season. You know, I mean, you bring up good points because, again, like I tweeted yesterday before the game, it, the season's not technically over yet. And I have a tweet in my drafts that I haven't sent yet that it's going to talk about that more. You know, the season is technically not over yet, but this football team hasn't exactly given us much to believe that – even if they go on another nice winning streak against bad teams, that's going to be enough, you know? Like, I'm not going to get excited again after beating bad teams. Like, (laughs) I'm just not. Like, I wasn't excited after the Jacksonville win, you know that. And against Atlanta, um, if it wasn't really for the Stafford... There's a toilet, by the way. If it wasn't for the Stafford comeback, I probably would have been like, hey, I'll give this team credit because they're back at 500. But Atlanta is not exactly the best team out there. But, you know, the Stafford comeback allowed me to have more optimism than I probably should have had. Um, You know, it's not a good look exactly to lose by 20 at home to the one good team that you'll be playing for the next month. Um, I mean, if you look at the rest of the schedule, I'll pull it up here. Um, I mean, first of all, 
you did mention that we just can't beat good teams under Patricia. People were talking about that on Twitter yesterday after the game. That was the biggest thing with Caldwell. I was just an ever, and not yeah. even just Patricia. That's just yeah. like such a pen alliance, and we can't yeah. ever win the big game. Yeah, like the Lions this year have played. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five teams already with above five hundred records. They have one win, yeah. and that's because Kyler should have had four picks. I mean, it was an impressive win, but yeah. They played good, yeah. but Kyler kind of handed them that game. But regardless, they have one win this season against a team above 500. Um, and then you look at the rest of the schedule. Again, the schedule lines up throughout the next four weeks. At Minnesota versus the football team. At Carolina versus Houston. Those are winnable games. But at the same time, Tyler... Minnesota. No, there's some trap games definitely in that. Minnesota went into Lambeau yesterday, and Dalvin Cook cooked that that Packers defense. Four touchdowns? Four total touchdowns. Almost 200 scrimmage yards. And you can make the argument that the Packers have a really bad rush defense, and they do. They do. But who else has a bad rush defense? Which has gotten better the last couple weeks, but yeah. (laughs) They've been better. Yeah. But yesterday. See, like, I want to go a little more further and stick than that. Like, yeah, the defense gave up, or they didn't give up 41 points, so it was, they gave up It was 34. 30, yeah. So they gave up 34 points, and that doesn't look good, obviously. But honestly, I was impressed with the defense for most of the game. The, the offense just gave them no chance at all. The, the drives yeah. are so quick. Yeah. They're tired out of their mind yeah. when the defense is back on the field. So, like, I can't even, like, discredit the defense. Like, it, I mean, they got killed on some, like, simple rub routes that – they just didn't adjust to, which was just stupid. But yeah. overall, I mean, like, the defense, I thought, played okay. Like, yeah. okay enough. But the offense literally gave them zero chance to, like, even, you know, win this game. And we can get more into that later. But like, Yeah, I was going to bring in – I was going to go into that in the next couple minutes yeah. here. Um, but, again, Minnesota, I mean, that's, that's a game that the Lions are already favoring Minnesota to win. So, I mean, that's a must-win game right there. Oh, if they I'm lose just, that game, oh, then I'm the just... Season, the season's over. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out again. Um, you know, the rest of the schedule won't even matter. But, you know, if the Lions do want to have a shot here and go into those meaningful December games that ownership wanted, you do have to go 4-0 in that stretch. Because I've so, always brought this up. Look at that Week 14 to 15 stretch. If you really wanted to, you can even include week 13 because that's at Chicago. No, I mean, Chicago was not a pushover. I mean, you saw yesterday. They played a competitive game with the Saints. I've always said this about the Bears. Like, everyone's ripping on them. Oh, they're the worst 5 wood team I've ever seen. That defense, I think, is still legit. Yeah. Their offense is my concern. Yeah. But... I mean, I don't think that team is very, like, good. Like, I don't think they're making any noise in the playoffs, in my opinion. No. But... But they're a team that could make the playoffs. Yes. And I don't think there's some easy win, especially when we have to go to Chicago in yeah. December. And it's going to be cold. That's my point. Yeah. So you have to go to Chicago in December. That's not easy. Um, so that's week 13. 14 against Green Bay. That's still Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And then 15. Oh, my God, this two-game stretch. At Tennessee versus Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know Tennessee lost yesterday to the Bengals, but Joe Burrow is uh, he's pretty good. Uh, but still, I mean, Derrick Henry might destroy us. <laughs> and then yeah. Tom Brady and the Bucks are Brady and the Bucks. I mean, again, if the Lions want to have a shot here, first of all, they had to look more competitive than they did yesterday. That just didn't happen. But now they have to go 4-0 in this stretch. Even if you get one bad loss, that's still really going to hurt you. No, you can't really take a loss in this four-game stretch at all, in my opinion. After losing Indy versus Indy, it's like you're put in a situation... Well, I mean, because 
when we came looking from the bye, for there to be any chance at playoffs, we said it had to be five and one probably. You got your one loss now. You got to win every game from. This and it point. was a loss that again, it was it was a twenty point loss. Yeah, I mean you hope. <laughs> if it was a Tyler, if it was a again twenty eight twenty one loss, I personally would be sitting here right now and saying, listen, they fought. It was only a seven point loss, but when it's a twenty point loss, man, like it's just. It's even though I tweeted that tweet earlier yesterday about the whole well the season's not over yet. Again, that's true, but it's just so hard to think playoffs right now. Oh, Especially yeah. considering the fact that you brought it up a couple minutes ago, you know, the defense has been better. And they weren't the reason they lost yesterday. No. The defense was not the reason the they lost. Stinks. I mean, listen, man, the defense yesterday. In the second quarter, the 20 straight unanswered, they were just gassed. Oh, 100%. Like, the offense couldn't stay on the field. It was constant three and outs. Like, the defense is coming on the field exhausted. Long drives, too, by Indy. Long drives. They dominated the time of possession. <laughs> I was just going to pull that up. I was trying to pull it up right now. Just to Wasn't see. it, like, in the first half, like, 13 minutes to two? They had, at one point, they had five negative plays, and we have ran five plays at one point. <laughs> yeah. So they had more, like, the, the same amount of negative plays. As the amount of plays we've ran, it was like midway through the second quarter, something like that. Yeah, I mean the defense was gassed in the first in the first half, and in the second half, I was expecting that. Um, in the third quarter, three now, three now to start. I'm like, okay, the defense is going to be they're going to have their energy back. They're probably going to force a couple punts. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. They even gave up a first down, Tyler. But after that strip sack on um, Stafford, it was just more of the As same. Mike would say, "Good night streaks." Good night streaks from Mike. Yeah. And, again, I don't blame the defense at all for yesterday's game, even though at points we were seeing shades of the, the old Lions. 61% man yesterday. No, they, three man blitzes. Yeah, no, Oh, boy. There was some, like, plays that just, like, the rub routes, like, playing man coverage is not going to work on those plays. Yeah, I don't the, know. The defense wasn't the issue. It's obviously the yeah. offense, which I've been saying this all year long. And you have two, but it seems like more people are now coming onto the Daryl Bevel is sus bandwagon. Tyler, I don't know what happened from last year to this year. Yeah. But last year, Daryl Bevel, I thought, did an excellent job. Even when Stafford went down, we had Jeff Driscoll and David Blau still helping this offense average uh, over 20 points a game. Yeah, the defense just stinked last year. Yeah, and now... Tyler, look at the first half drives. Three and out, Marvin Jones touchdown because they were in great field position. Three and out, punt, three and out, missed field goal. That was the first half. Dude, this defense, uh, this offense, excuse me, it's been a train wreck all year, basically. Inexcusable, too. Here's another thing about Darrow Bubble, and this this goes back to week three, man. I've been saying this since week three. I wanted to see less AP and more DeAndre Swift. And technically, DeAndre had more rushes than AP yesterday. I mean, that was all garbage time towards the end. <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, though, AP run on first down. AP run on second down. Tyler, when AP was on the field, the Colts knew what was happening. Yeah. It's, it's so Either run or play action. It's so predictable. And because AP was stinking it up... My poor DeAndre. They just, again, they knew what was coming. DeAndre had a solid one rushing yard yesterday. It's not his fault. The run game couldn't get going, in my opinion, because Darrell Bevel tried to stress running the ball with AP, which, by the way, 
I don't know if you saw a Pride of Detroit's tweet this morning. Yeah, they're like... Yards per carry yeah, for AP. It's like one point something. It went from 6.6 or something like that. And week like, one. It's, like going down. it's okay. gone down ever since to a point where yesterday, Tyler... Again, the Colts are good, but yesterday it was one yard per carry. One. And it's been like this all year long. I just... I don't understand it. What happened between last year and this year? But Daryl Bevel is absolutely a big problem. Yeah, I mean, there's just like no creativity anymore with this offense. Like, it's so obvious when AP's on the field, run or play action. When Carry on's on the field, it's a pass. When DeAndre Swift's in the game, probably a pass. Like, there's just no creativity. Like, why is DeAndre Swift just in for passing situations? Like, why do we take him in the second round if we're going to make AP our number one? Like, he could, <laughs> run, he could like he, honestly, Swift could run the ball. <laughs> Like, he, he shows he could do it both ways. He's a versatile back. He could be both in the passing and running game. And you see other teams that have those versatile backs. I'm not saying DeAndre Swift's this guy, but, like, Kamara on New Orleans. Like, they use him as a versatile back. They use him in the running game. They use him in the passing game. McCaffrey in the Panthers. They use him in the running game. They use him in the passing game. Like Consistently. Why don't we use our dual threat? I'm not saying that com- this guy's Kamara or this guy's McCaffrey, but, like, he could be a dual threat. He's shown at the pro level. He's shown at the collegiate level. Like, what else do you need to see? My hands are in the air right now. You obviously can't see, but my hands are in the air like, ah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I, I, I've been saying this since week three, man. And in, in that two-game win streak, they were showing more DeAndre. But then last week, again, it was just like they went back to the normal and... I don't know, man. I mean, Daryl Bevel has been really bad this year. Um, the offensive line, which has been good this year, they got... They stunk. They got demolished yesterday. And again, I know the Colts are a top-five defense with Darius Leonard. I know that. I've been saying it. But, oh. Did you realize the Lions shuffled the O-line before the game? Taking out one of your best offensive linemen, Terrell Crosby, out of the tackle position when he's been playing very well. Just to put the guy that you paid. I don't understand this coaching staff with the whole guard rotations and the the flip flop. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do the guard rotation last two weeks, but I mean, just put your best five out there. Take your pride, your money, you know what you paid this guy. Like, just play your best players. Big B. Yeah, I mean Terrell Crosby is playing well. Why'd you take him out? He had no reason to be out of that game. And he, I don't think he got a snap on offense last week. He didn't even snap. I didn't know that. This week, no. They just took with the five they had. Jeez. Because they, they I know they shuffled it. I didn't realize Tyrell Crosby didn't play. I didn't pay that much attention. Yeah, I mean, I think he was only in there for special teams. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's fine and dandy. The offensive line was great yesterday. And, obviously, we do have to mention Stafford, too, because one week after I said put some respect on my quarterback's name, yeah, he, he goes he, out there and stinks it up. You got a nickname for that, too. Yeah. I don't know if we can say that. But uh, we can't say it, technically. If we were if we were on air, I we couldn't say it, but we're not on air, but I still... So, B-Boy, we'll stick with that. B-Boy! Yeah, 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 <laughs> B-Boy. I'm sure, I'm sure that's really going to get a lot of love this week. <laughs> it, it's just so ironic, man. Like, I mean... I, Stafford wasn't good yesterday, but again, there's only so much you can do when the offensive line is pooping up the place. And there's no run game. There's no run game. Like, again, I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for Stafford. Like, he was terrible yesterday, but at the same time, the entire offense was a complete disaster. Yeah, I mean, like, that pick six was the whole game right there. That, that was on him. And that was a way. terrible, yeah. terrible decision. Like, there, was, there was also a throw, I think it was in the 
third quarter when Kenny was first ruled out, which I want to talk about that um, too. Through to Marvin Hall. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like I forget who tweeted it, but they were like, "Did he just think that was?" I think Kenny? he forgot. I think he completely forgot who he was. Yeah, the ball he, to. little Marvin Hall's on the sideline. Stafford just gunned it over his head. I was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, that's a first down right there too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy thought he had six four Kenny Gallaty when it was realistically five ten. It was all. little Marvin Hall. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Matthew, whatever. But, yeah, I'm not trying to make excuses for Stafford. He was terrible yesterday. The pick six was on him. That throw was terrible. And that was the game right there, essentially, because you were only down 14 points at that point. Yeah. You had the ball. I mean, you still had a ton of time left. And, you know, after that, it's just like... I mean, the game yesterday was the strip sack, in my opinion. The strip sack was like, oh, here we go again. And then, yeah. uh, you know, Phillip Rivers dragged the boys down, scored. I have to apologize to Phillip Rivers, by the way. I called him a dinosaur for like three weeks straight. Me and... too. I said he's the worst quarterback <laughs> we've faced this year. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Phillip. I still think he sucks. I hate Phillip oh, Rivers. Oh, he's still a dinosaur. I hate Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Did, you know that... You know what really cost us that game? That stupid personal foul on Danny Shelton. I, w- I wasn't going to bring that up, Tyler, because a lot of people were saying that was the game, but technically it wasn't because they got the touchdown, the Lions that was, in the in the first drive of the third quarter. But the Colts got that touchdown off that drive. I know. They would have punted it. I know. What happened there? I thought it was... At first, I didn't even see what happened. I'm like, Danny's not even close to the play. Why did he get a penalty? Yeah. That was weird, man. It was. That was weird. I don't think they throw that flag if there was a scuffle. Dude, I'm not. I'm not trying to blame the refs because the game is not on the refs. No, we're not blaming the refs. No, I'm not blaming the no, refs. No, but that situation just. That's another reason why I hate Phil Rivers. He probably said something very smart, and he, he probably like I know you put your part, your pride behind that, and just get off the field and whatever. But I don't know, man. It came way after the you know the sack. Yeah. Shelton got the sack, play was over, then... He walked away. That's why I was like, why is that on him? Yeah, and then the little scuffle happened. I mean, Philip was throwing hands, too. I just don't understand That's what... what I'm saying. I don't think they throw that flag unless there was that little scuffle. Like, why don't... Why didn't they just offset? Both teams are scuffling. I, I don't know, man. Like, again, we're not blaming the rest. I'm not blaming the rest, but that was just, just a weird situation. Yeah, we're just talking about that specific call. I don't... I, I have it in my notes. I don't know what that call was. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, but... Yeah, that wasn't good because that was a third down stop, and they obviously scored on that. And then they did some backflips that made the announcers do backflips in the booth. Oh my God, Naeem Hines! Look at the height! <laughs> I give I give that a five on the landing. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! This team is just giving me headaches. I just again, it goes back to our overall point. I I I try to be optimistic, and. I, I tried to believe in this team again. I mean, everyone was. It was It was fun, dude. It was fun for the last two weeks. It was like you got everyone slowly coming back in. You know, we saw a vintage Matthew Stafford drive to end the game. You know, we have our, like, we, we're getting our tight end involved now. Like, it, it was looking fun. Defense was clicking. I'm like, you know, maybe we could do something. And, like, then the, they do that. And then you saw, like, that post-game video versus Atlanta. Like, you're just getting excited. And then, and then that, yeah, that happens on Sunday. And then just takes all the energy out again again if they lose to the vikings on sunday i'm completely out i'm i'm out now i've always been out but again after that two-game win streak like you mentioned it just seemed like things were clicking in the right direction it's like all right maybe they can do this and then they lose by 20 to the only good team they'll play in a month (laughs) and one more thing to add on that patricia is all three years has gone to like three and three 
He was three and three year one collapse. Year two, three four and one or three three and one collapse. This year got to three and three. I mean, is there gonna be another collapse? Like you're just hoping that you know the third time's the charm, I guess. But I mean, if they lose to Minnesota, there will be then the collapse comes. Yeah, but if they lose to Minnesota, the collapse comes and. I mean, I still think they beat Washington just because that's a terrible football team. I think but, Carol- but Carolina could be a trap game. I think they. I straight up think they lose to Carolina. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll play week to week and see. Like, yeah. the, I mean, no, McCaffrey, yeah. McCaffrey should be back that week. So, I mean. We'll and Carolina plays tough. Matt Rule has them oh, playing yeah. Matt tough. Matt Rule's a good coach. I like yeah, him. I like him. I like his program. And then um, Houston, I've always been kind of worried about them because it just I because mean, Deshaun Watson. Just because of Deshaun. Like, I know they have an interim head coach, and I know they're not – that they are going to sell at the deadline. I was going to say they might sell. They are going to. It's kind of like the Falcons a little bit. Yeah, um, but Deshaun just scares me. He's really yeah. good, obviously. So I don't know, man. It's just you, you had some hope. This is what the Lions do, man. They just they suck you back in and every then, year. I told you three and three, three three and one, and then this year three and three. By the way, speaking of three and three, trade deadline is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Remember 2018? This is almost identical to 2018. Mm-hmm. Three and three. They trade for a D lineman. Defense is playing well. They lose at home to a playoff team. Seattle. Seattle that year. Was that that game? This year is the Colts. And they trade Golden Tate. And you know the funny thing is? We went to Minnesota the week after that year in 2018. Did we? We lost. We obviously. lost in Minnesota, yeah. yeah. That was the game we did have Golden Tate, and we put Theo Riddick in the slot. <laughs> That's something I did not want to think about, but here we are. I think the circumstances are a little different, though. I don't think we're trading Marvin Jones tomorrow. I would not trade Marvin Jones, no. even if they were completely dead in the water. Like, yeah. what are you going to get for him, a six? What's the point of that? I mean, you might get more, maybe. <sighs> like, I mean, last year, Mohamed Sanu went for a two. We are not getting I know, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you're getting a two, but, like, maybe you get, like, a four. But, like... No, I, I don't see that situation. This situation is a lot different from 2018 just because 2018 was year one of Matt Patricia. You know, he knew he had some comfort. He had some flexibility to, you know, work around, get his own guys in and whatever. Mm-hmm. This situation, I mean, you know, it's not rocket science. I mean, you, It is for him. He's yeah. a rocket scientist. <laughs> you know, you just need to win at this point. You can't be trading some of your good players that's not a win now move at all. No, not at all. Uh, again, I have another tweet in my drafts. So I'm just waiting. Um, that's not a win now move at all. But I don't see it happening though. I don't. I I wouldn't trade him. Period. Yeah. Like again, I don't think you get. You've mentioned this to me before. Like I don't. You said I don't think they get much for him, and I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Marvin's quote decline in play this year is all on him. The Lions just haven't been getting him involved. Yeah, I mean, much. it's just a little bit on him. He's not separating as like as well as he was. Yes. But, yes, he's not getting the same amount He's of not targets. getting the ball thrown at him. Yeah, so, so it works both ways. Yeah. Um, I also very quickly, I mentioned that I want to talk about the Kenny injury really uh, really quickly here before we move on. Um, yeah, he's hurt again. No, they need him. I mean, if they want any chance, you know, to make the schedule look favorable, he needs to be on the field because without Kenny Galladay, you're just as bad as these teams yeah. that you're mentioning. Like, you could lose to the Vikings. You could lose to the Panthers. They Tomo- haven't won a game without Kenny Galladay. No, they haven't. So, Galladay, I mean, like I mentioned, not a rocket scientist. When he's on the field, the offense is much, much better because it just – his presence on the field is, you know, just going to open up other guys like Hawkinson, guys like Damian Villa, uh, Marvin Jones, I mean, Marvin Hall, whatever, DeAndre Swift, whatever. Um 
So yeah, he needs to be healthy, and you know they need him for these stretch of games. So he's a difference maker. And oh, he's the definition of a difference maker. He's like one of the only guys you can see on this team are difference makers. I'm going to bring this up right now, and I want you to remember this because this conversation's coming. If this team goes where we think they're going to go, if they fire everybody and clean house, that the conversation is going to need to be had. If you want to pay him or trade him, it's coming. Yeah. It's kind of here now, but if they actually rebuild, it's really going to be here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i like 50-50. If they're going into a rebuild, it's like, do we need a $20 million receiver? You know, I need to tweet about this because I haven't actually said this. Needs to go on the record? Yeah, yeah, I haven't actually said this on the record on my Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously in the pay Kenny I am bandwagon, yeah. but if they do rebuild and the new regime is like i'm not paying 20 mil to him i mean cuz like, i completely understand yeah it's it. just like <laughs> i mean you don't really need a guy i mean cuz this is not a one year fix by any yeah, means yeah no so um if you're when, when we need to have the conversation i'm just letting you know that it's going it's coming yeah so, so i'm 50/50 on everybody right now for sitting here for bob Quinn's, you know assuming that everyone's going to be back next yeah, year no, for you pay bob, him for bob Quinn's situation i just don't understand why he hasn't paid him i don't know if that's something on ownership they're not giving him back. i don't think he wants to pay him but that's a topic for another day i'm just like curious like this ownership did ownership like maybe say like you don't have the shots to make a call like that i don't know like maybe they're not sold on these guys so they're like you don't have the right to extend a receiver. I mean, I don't think she was this far, but yeah, like, hey, she wanted Quinn and Patricia back when apparently everyone else wanted them gone. Yeah. So I don't know. So I mean, I maybe I'm overthinking it, but I don't know, man. That's been that I've been thinking about that for no, the last I have couple of weeks. I mean, it's a fair conversation after the Jacksonville and the Atlanta win, in which Kenny is a clear difference maker on the offense. I thought to myself, God, why haven't we paid him yet? Yeah, and he's tweeted about it. He obviously needs to get paid. He wants to get paid. I mean, like he deserves it. So oh God, yeah. And it should be with us, assuming that everyone will be back next year. But Which is a big what if, too. That's a big if. And again, if this team goes where we think they are going to go, we'll have that conversation. Because yeah. that's going to be a real conversation. It's going to be a big Austin topic, 100%. I mean, they have the opportunity Teams to... Teams will be interested. Yeah, 100%. They're going to have the opportunity to franchise tag him as well. So. And you could get something for him. Oh, I mean, so. you can get... I mean, maybe a... A one or a two. I mean, Amari Cooper went for a one. I think at least a second in yeah. the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you're even maybe like for a late one. Yeah. Um, but again, we'll have that conversation when we need to. So that's enough Lions talk. Let's let's do yes. Let's uh, do. What will we talk about next? Let's do more football. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, final Lions uh, mention here. I, I apologize that you're a jinx. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys know my record. Every time I come on this show after Lions game, I'm zero and three. So, uh, when is your next game? I think after the football team, or I don't know. All right, so you're after the Colts. Eli is after Vikings. Grant's after Washington. You're after Carolina. I'm after Carolina. Uh oh. <laughs> no, okay, well, we're on the road, right? Where it's yes. Like, thank it's, God it's not a home game. It's, they can't win at Ford Field. <laughs> they're a seven game losing streak at home. I didn't know that. They haven't won since October twenty eighth. The Giants game was the last time they won oh at Ford Field. Oh, my God. They literally can't win at home. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's been a full calendar year. Rocket science. Okay. On to another disastrous two football teams. Um, <laughs> listen, man. I'm not going to come in front of this microphone and act like I knew that was coming. Nobody <laughs> saw that coming at all. 
you know, this is the same Michigan State team, Tyler, that lost to Rockers last week. Yeah. I went in front of my camera and said, listen, man, I know this isn't really Mel Tucker's roster. It's mostly Mark's guys, and I knew this team would be bad this year. But that's a really, really bad job at Mel Tucker and company to lose your first game at home to Rockers. That was terrible. While Michigan, on the other hand, they should have dropped 50 on Minnesota on primetime TV if it wasn't for Moody Booty. Yeah. It really should have been 50. I like that nickname, Moody Booty. Moody Booty. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you should have dropped 50. Milton was cooking. The run game was cooking. Speed and space was thriving. And the defense had its moments. These looked like two completely opposite teams. One going in a great direction. One going in an, uh, a complete opposite direction. One looked like they'd be 7-0. One looked like they'd be 0-7. Yeah. And then Saturday, it was just another classic example of a few things. One, Jim Harbaugh doesn't take Michigan State seriously. And two, Jim Harbaugh ain't that. <laughs> he ain't that. And I'll also bring this up very quickly as a Michigan State fan. That's one of my all-time favorite wins as a Michigan State football fan. Everybody's that is great. up there, man. Mel Tucker's first win as Michigan State football's head coach. 22-point underdogs. In Ann Arbor against that Michigan team after losing to Rutgers. I still don't think this Michigan State team is very good. I still think 4-4 four and four is the ceiling. And if they go 4-4, four and four, I'm doing backflips. I think that would be a major success. Especially considering the fact that one of those wins is against Michigan, I'd be very happy. But you know what? One week after I criticized Mel Tucker, I have to give him all the credit in the world. Because even though everyone, including me, was doubting that team, the only people that weren't doubting that team was... Tucker and his staff and the players. Tucker had his guys ready. They executed the game plan, and they absolutely. That's that was such a fun win for me personally. Again, that's one of my all-time favorite wins as a Michigan State football fan. Um, trouble with the snap is up there. Um, the Ohio State game in which it was Tyler O'Connor and yeah. Damian Terry. That was, I'm not even a Michigan State fan, but that was I enjoyed that. That 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 game was another one where I'm like, we got no chance. Like that was the Ohio State team with Is that JT Barrett, JT a young Zeke, yeah, um, Joey Bosa I think was walking around. That team had talent all across the board, and to go into the shoe with t- both our backups, that's up there. But so was this one. I mean that. That was fun for me. The defense played really well. Rocky Lombardi, who he, he was a meme for the first few years that he was with Michigan State. But yeah. you know what, man? Give credit where it's due because he's played good this year. Through two games, I thought he's looked really good. Mel Tucker, when he announced Rocky as a starter because of his leadership, I was like, really? <laughs> but, hey, Rocky's been good this year, and especially on Saturday. Over 300 yards, no picks, three TDs. Rocky's been good, um, and I'm happy to see him get that win in Ann Arbor. Um, Ricky White <laughs> came out of nowhere, two freshmen, freshman, yeah. two freshmen, eight one ninety six and a touchdown. He had some big catch, some big boy catches too. I was just going, I was just going to say he had some big catches. No, 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 no. That'd be selling him short. Those were big boy catches. <laughs> Ricky's by Rocky too. Yeah, yeah. The offensive line did a good job protecting Rocky. Um, That's a good defensive line in Michigan, too, with talent-wise. Michigan State didn't have the starting center, either. Yeah. So, what do you pay? Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, it's a good defensive line, talent-wise. Michigan State, man, that was, again, one of my all-time favorite wins. That was awesome. But 
As for a Michigan fan, this is where I'm going to hand it off to you. Um, again, that game just proves why Jim Harbaugh, he, he does not take Michigan State seriously. And he ain't that. I mean, when he was brought here, you, you thought that he was the savior. Not you specifically, no, but was, Michigan. No, no, you could save me, too. I, I'm using you as the example of, like, the entire Michigan fan base thought yeah. that he was the savior. And he hasn't really shown you that. He's 1-6 at the big house against Ohio State and Michigan State. That's terrible. And argue with me if you think I'm wrong. I tweeted this after the game. That is the that is the worst loss that he has had at Michigan. I don't even think it's even close, honestly. Well, some people think it's um, the JT was short game, both Ohio State games. Those which were good dropped. teams. I mean, they were, they were tough losses. Those were heartbreakers. This was just a different type of this one. Is, this one was just stupid for you. Yeah. That's a stupid loss. That's actually the exact word I had. I mean, I had other words than I can't use, but yeah, yeah. I I recorded aggressively speaking yesterday. Troy dropped a few f bombs. So, yeah. <laughs> but as the Michigan fan, I'll let you go into your little spiel here. Yeah, I mean, look at both points. I mean, for the Michigan State, I mean, Spart part, I should say. Um, I mean, I think you Spart guys should, part. <laughs> I think you guys should be excited. You know, this is it's hard to get excited. Not right? this year, but like, yeah, no. Mel Tucker said he was going to change the culture, and that's that's a game they don't win with Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, criticize me if you want. That's a game they do not win with Mark. Absolutely not. I mean, the circumstances that Mel Tucker took over, it's like you couldn't ask for a worse situation than Mel Tucker mm. asked for. So, kudos to Mel Tucker, and, you know, that's something as a Michigan State fan you should be excited about, and yeah. that's a very good win. A very that's why they hired Mel Tucker. That, mean, that, 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 I don't want to describe it. That drive in him. Yeah, I mean, for how late you guys got on the coaching, you know, search, I mean, this might be a good coach for you guys. And, you know, Michigan State is not one of those top uh, programs like in Alabama or like a, a Clemson where they're competing for playoffs. But, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm really intrigued to see what Mel Tucker takes this program and just to see how he blossoms and builds the program. But on the other way around to Michigan and Ann Arbor, Totally embarrassed, man, like you mentioned. I mean, I don't, just don't know what else you need to see from Jim Harbaugh. I think we've seen everything that we've needed to see. That's who he is. It's just who he is. I mean, he's <laughs> going to be. who he is. I, I would say he could beat up on bad teams. Obviously, he didn't do it this week. But usually, he'll beat up on bad teams. Minnesota looks, looks like a, they don't bad look good. Team. I mean, they look yeah. awful Friday night versus Maryland. But whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, you pay this guy to be in the playoffs or in the conversation of playoffs and I mean that's just a joke at this point. It's in, like we're not even close to that. We're not close to Ohio State. We're not close to Alabama. We're not close to Clemson. I mean, when you brought in a guy like Jim Harbaugh, it was to be in that conversation competing for the Big Ten, winning the Big Ten, being one of the top four teams in the country. Like you say that now and you're probably laughing because they're like, oh, like you know, they're, they're not even close to that. I laugh. Yeah, but like <laughs> realistically, that's what his job was to be was to do when he was brought in to be the next head coach for Michigan. Hasn't even came close to that. And I mean, I don't know what else you need to see from Jim Harbaugh and his staff. I think it's just from the university, it's just time to move on, and, and you, you hope to find the right guy. And I don't. I mean, Michigan is. Uh, 
you have all the resources to be a top program. Like you should be in that conversation almost every year. It's Michigan. It's that's, Michigan. That's one of the elite programs. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Michigan. Like we're not talking about. I mean, no offense to Michigan State, but like it's, say it. Yeah, it's not Michigan State. This is yeah. this is Michigan. Like you're one. You're one of the top. Like programs in all the country. When you think college football, one of the teams you think of is Michigan. And we look like a complete joke right now. We are total frauds. <laughs> I mean, this is just <laughs> an embarrassment. What is Jim Harbaugh, the top three paying head coach? He's making a lot of money to lose to a team like Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, not even <laughs> that. I mean, he just never won the big game. He's never looked competitive for Ohio State. Besides, you know, with the JT Barrett game. But, like, the last couple of years, I mean, they've just been total embarrassment. Yeah. This year looks like it's going to be another total embarrassment. Oh, Ohio State's going to drop a combined 200 on both of us. Yeah. So. I, just, I mean, maybe separately. <laughs> maybe <laughs> 400 combined. Especially you, though. I mean, Mel Tucker hasn't really done anything to, you know, make him angry. Ryan no. Day, that is. Yeah. Ryan Day has went on record to say that he's going to run up the yeah. score. <laughs> and he deserves so. Oh, baby. Jim that's Har- in the, Jim Harbaugh is a Dick Stockton. So A Dick Stockton, <laughs> yeah. He was a Dick Stockton saying that Ohio State's cheating. And now you, you made, your, made your opponent angry. Dude, he even switched his pants this year. He went to the blue. London. He went to the blue. Yeah, he went to the blue. London. Keep the blue. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it better than the khakis. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, I don't even want to. Like, it's just an embarrassment. Um, You remember TJ. Yeah, TJ. Shout out to TJ. Um, he he texted me something after the game, and it it was hilarious. I want to repeat it right now to you. He said, "If you would have told me after two weeks that both Michigan and Michigan State would be one and one, I'd be like, yeah. But if you tell me how that happens, you would have been drunk." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because Michigan could have lost to Minnesota going into the year, and like that was a team that was looking legit. And Michigan State and Michigan should State have been Rutgers. Guard. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan State, obviously, we all thought Michigan was going to win by 2,000. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. where do you see Michigan going very quickly throughout the rest of the year? I mean, I mean, what do you think their ceiling win total is? I say six and three. Like, I still think they're going to be an okay team. Like, they're going to still probably <clears throat> be a, a top 20 team in the country, but... As far as, like, competing for playoffs, that's not happening. No, your season's over. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're done with that. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not even a question anymore. So, I mean... I still think you're going to be Wisconsin because I think... I mean, the, if we play that game. Yeah, all the quarterbacks are on the COVID list right now. Yeah. COVID list, like Indiana, quote, quote. Indiana's a gritty team. Like, that could go either way. And Indiana plays you tough because yeah, oh, there's, a, there's a little bad blood there. Yeah. Um, Penn State's garbage. I think he'll beat them. And then... I hate Penn State. <laughs> yeah. And then Rutgers, we should be able to beat. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Rutgers is the best team in, in the Big Ten, not named Ohio State, so... Rutgers beat Michigan State. Michigan State beat Michigan. Did Indiana lose this week? I don't know. Let's, uh... Let's find... That's Twitter. They played... Uh, no, they played Rutgers. Uh, did Indiana beat them? Um, I believe so. I was watching a little bit of that game, actually. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not pay attention to Rutgers in Indiana. And I think Iowa Northwestern were playing or something like that. I watched a little bit of Big Ten. Um, Indiana Indiana beat Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. So Indiana's 2-0. Yeah. Okay. Indiana's going to play you tough. Yeah. Gonna Penn State's garbage. You'll beat them. I think you beat Wisconsin, especially if their quarterback is going to be off the street. Um I mean, there's still a chance that you have one loss going into the Ohio State game. No, yeah, it's, it's possible. But. I mean, it just, it just doesn't really mean much. To your me. only hope 
was going into that game undefeated, and that's obviously not going to happen now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if they went undefeated going to Ohio State, and like, even if they lost competitively, like, I would take something away from the season, obviously, but that's not the that's situation. Not, that's we're, not, we're not in that situation. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, again for Michigan State, I think four and four. I mean, this year wasn't a big expectation for you guys, anyways. No, I I'm literally saying four and four, and I'm doing backflips. So. I mean, you look at the rest of Michigan State's schedule. I don't think they go to Iowa and beat them. Ah, uh, I know they're on ranks, but I, I'm not expecting that. So no more Nate Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the worst quarterback I've ever watched. What is it with Iowa and producing NFL talent? By the way. I mean, they're like a they're a tight end, tight end you, and like offensive God. line factory. Yeah, we have two of them on our team. Uh, <laughs> so and after that's Indiana, and then Maryland. Oh God, Tua. Oh God, or not Tua? Tungo Bailoa. The, the other brother. I don't know his name honestly. It's, just, it's like Tula Lala or something like Tua that. Tua got his first one though. They both got their first win this week. Yeah, Tua didn't do anything, but yeah. he got the win. Big weekend for the Tungo Bailoa family. You know what? Michigan State might not win another game this year, but if that one win is against Michigan, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that schedule, dude. At Iowa versus Indiana, at Maryland versus Northwestern versus Ohio State. You got like, some hit or miss games. Like Northwestern could go either way. We can't beat Northwestern, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not. Maryland that. is like another game that you you could win. Maybe, at. maybe. I mean, like I'm, I look at the schedule. It's like whatever. Like who cares? I mean, you guys are not supposed to be anything this year. Let, no, this is not. These are not Mel Tucker's guys. No, James Edwards. And he actually went to state, so it's a credible tweet from him. Um, but if Mel Tucker, if this was their only win this year, successful season. <laughs> I agree, man. Like this is already a successful uh, Michigan State. Like again, he went to Michigan State, so it's it's a better connection for him. But um, even as just like a regular fan, I agree with him. This is the only win this year. I'm. I'm that would be even better. You lost to a one-win team. <laughs> I know. That, that, that would make it look worse for Michigan. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Remember when you lost to that one-win team in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> so, so are you cheering for Michigan to lose every game now? No, 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 no. Just so, but you see, you're in a win-win situation right now. If it does happen, you could tweet out, Michigan lost to a one-win team. Or you could tweet out that, I mean, if Michigan State wins, that's good, obviously, for you. Yeah, yeah, so... Oh, man. Can we so, get into the more positive stuff? Yeah, no, I was about to transition to <laughs> yeah. that. I was just about to end this segment by saying that it was a good start to the weekend for me. Terrible football weekend. Terrible football weekend for you and me, but it was also good for me because of that state win. I won fantasy football, which is good, though. Um, I'm tied right now. I'm My opponents, they're done. I have Tom Brady tonight. So, so unless he gets negative points, you won't. Unless he dies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a so-so football weekend for me, terrible for you. But both of our weekends got off to a great start because of what the Tigers did on Friday. Yeah. So, it, I I sent this to our trash talk group chat this morning. But it's so good that you're on the show this week because one of the one of the things that I like about the trash talk crew is that though you all know everything, you also all have your specialties. Yeah. You know, Grant's a football guy, but he talks everything else. Eli and Mike are Piston guys and NBA guys, but they talk about everything else. You are a Lions and Tigers guy, though you talk about everything else. So the fact that the Tigers hired AJ Hitch this weekend and you're my Tiger guy on the show this week, that's perfect for me. That's perfect. Yeah, we lined up nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, but, you know, we talked about it briefly before we went on air today. I mean, 
that, that's an exciting Iron Man. That's really, really exciting. And it happened quick, too. Because if you remember what A.J. Hinch said yeah, in his presser, he obviously couldn't interview with anybody until thirty um, until right after the World Series. Three suspension, obviously. Yeah. 30 minutes after the World Series, his phone rang from Al, and he said, get on the plane to Detroit. They interviewed him on Thursday. He was going to fly back to Houston. Al canceled Al the flight can. and said, you're our guy. Let's Al get a contract man. done. Making big-time moves. Hey, man, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Al. I do, too. I think he's done some really good things. I do, too. Torque, Casey, Riley Green, getting um, Willie Castro for Leonis Martin. Like, he's done some good things. He's also done some terrible things. Yeah, some Mostly things. through his trades. Yeah. You know, the JV trade, JD. I'm still not the biggest fan of the Shane Green deal. Yeah. Because um, Joey Wentz is dead. And Travis Demerit's Travis Demerit. Yeah. But Joey, was Joey once even at the the training site this year? No, he he got Tommy John in like February. Wow. Yeah, so even before the pandemic he was out. But anyway, Al's done some good and bad. This was the best thing he's done. Far and away. I tweeted it. That's an A plus hire by him. Because by hiring AJ Hinch, this rebuild has been cut down by at least two or three years. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll let you speak, but let me say this really quickly. I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but what happened in Houston was bad. We all know that. However, he wasn't the mastermind behind it, and apparently he tried to stop it initially. It was still bad. He served his punishment, and that's on his resume forever. I like the quote that he said about how it's his story, not the Tiger story. He's going to come here on a redemption tour trying to prove that he can do this without the trash cans, without the banging. And you know what, Tyler? This is still a top-five manager in baseball to me. This is a guy who he mentioned his presser. He's a mix of analytical and old school, but he's analytical as it comes. Like, again, he's a top-five GM in the sports. The reason the Tigers hired him is because he's had experience through rebuilds. Given when he went to Houston, they had Bregman and Altuve and Correa and Springer. Yes, and the Tigers... Those Tigers guys are still in the, in the farm right now. However, those guys are coming within the next few years. Yeah. And if, listen, again, A.J. Hinch, five winning seasons in five straight years with the Astros. When he got there, they were in the middle of their rebuild. First year, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they won the West in 2015. Yeah. They, they had a – I remember them playing the Royals. I just don't know if they hosted that series or I not. That, I think they won the West that year. I'm pretty sure so they I'm, won the I'm trying to think who other team would even win the West. Is. Like, obviously, the Angels didn't win it. Yeah. Maybe Maybe Seattle? the Rangers. I don't know. Or te- I was thinking, yeah, Texas yeah. or Seattle maybe. I don't know. Seattle has never won a division. We're not saying. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, though, they, they were in the playoffs that year. First year under Hinch in a rebuild. This is a dude who knows what he's doing. Again, top five manager in baseball. It's a homecoming for him in a sense because he played here in 2003. This was always my guy. Even though I was on the Don Kelly bandwagon, and even though I was I was warming up to the idea of the Royals bench coach, Pedro Griffel, because I heard that he was a finalist, and I'm like, hey, maybe. But listen, man, AJ was always my guy, and thank you, Chicago White Sox. Tony LaRusso. <laughs> they <laughs> they hired Tony LaRusso from the grave. Yeah, that was odd. AJ Hinch would have made so much sense for them. Tony LaRusso was a year older than Jim Leland. 
He's yeah. got to be 80 years old. He's 77. He's 76. Or 77, 76. Yeah, he's old. He's a, that's a dinosaur right there. Tony LaRusso. I was shocked when I saw that. But Apparently no one wanted him either. It was just the owner. Who wanted Tony LaRusso? The owner. Isn't he like a racist too? I don't want to go on air and say that, but like... I'm, I don't want to talk about it, but Scott on Twitter, you know Scott? Yeah. He also makes videos. He, he mentioned that, and I didn't know that, but... It, uh, maybe. Because <laughs> I remember I saw a bunch of tweets that came with Tim Anderson. They're like making like memes about it. I didn't, I didn't know that he was apparently thinking that. That's terrible. That's the case. But Tony LaRusa is so old school. Yeah. No. He's not going to have fun with bat flips and all that. But anyway, God bless Chicago. Because now we got AJ Hinch. And now I'll pass it over to you. Because, again, you mentioned it when we, um, before we started recording. It's... It's fun to be a Tiger fan right now. No, this is a very exciting move for the Detroit Tigers. I mean, this was a guy that you mentioned took over a situation in Houston where, I mean, yeah, he had Bregman, yeah, he had the talent, but, like, those guys didn't, like, weren't, like, superstars at that point. They were just blossoming. I mean, how much credit do you want to give to AJ Hinch? Fair. Like, you know, that might have been the minor league staff, you know, developing these guys, whatnot, whatever. But AJ Hinch just from his time in Houston, take out the cheating, that's still a very good baseball team. I mean, just look this year. I mean, yeah, they didn't yeah. have the greatest record. They made the playoffs, but they made some noise. Knocked yeah. out the Twins, knocked out the A's, and then played a very competitive series versus the Yankees. They, they almost came back from 3-0. Yeah, versus the Rays. Rays, yeah. So, yeah, they beat the Yankees. Or, no, they beat the A's, went to the ALCS. Rays, Rays beat the Yankees. And the, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the Astros are a good baseball team, and with or without cheating. Did the cheating maybe help? I don't know. I can't say, I can't confirm that because we When never you know, know what pitch is coming, that's going to help you. But, yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that takes out the hardest part of baseball. <laughs> but there's still. Oh, it's a slider. Yeah. Oh, fastball? <laughs> yeah. It's a changeup. <laughs> so, it takes out the hardest part of baseball. I understand. But to say this team is not a good team and to say their talent's not good is just... To say A.J. Hinton is somehow a bad manager. Yeah, I mean, should he have stopped it? Yes, I'm not... He should have done more. He no should have done more. And he, he knows that, too. He said it. Yeah, so... I mean, this is the big prove it, uh, you know... This is a big boomer bust pick. I mean, A.J. Hinch might be a total fraud just from the cheating scandal. Maybe he needed it to win. I'm looking at more on the other way. I think this is more of a boom higher than a bust. But it could very well be a bust higher. I can see that happening. But I'm not thinking that way, though. Yeah, no, I'm not either. I, it, Again, it, I think that's a top five mantra in all of baseball. Yeah, I, I think this is a very boom higher. This is a, a, a higher where, I mean, the Tigers, I mean, they have pieces. And they have a lot of pieces. And they're almost ready to start competing. I'm not saying as soon as 2021, because I don't think that's the year they're going to no. compete for the Central no. or make a playoff spot. But maybe 2021, that's a team where maybe they're competitive all the way till August or all the way till July in that wild card hunt or division hunt, whatever it may be. Um, I think 21 is going to be a big year just figuring out what puzzles you have on this team, who is part of your long-term plan. You're going to see a lot of the young players. It's going to be a fun year in 2021. You're going to see who's really part of the future, you know. I think we're done seeing the the 2019s of the world. Yeah, the I, I think we're done trading guys away. I think this is 
Unless they're, like, one-year deals. Unless, yeah, unless it's, like, a Jonathan Scope situation. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how many guys are going to bring in like that this year. Like, realis- I mean... Realistically, I think all you really need now is, like, a proven catcher. Maybe Austin Romine, you bring him back. Other than that, don't you just kind of want to see the young kids and just see who your puzzle pieces are for the long-term plan? No, I do. Um, they still need to sit... They, they still need to figure out what's going on at second base. Yeah. I mean... Um, and then they need to figure out... Actually, no, they don't. I mean, that Paredes, they have gonna, Castro. I was going to say they need to figure out first base, but I yeah. forgot Candy. And they got Jamer. I forgot Candy's there, even though I would flip him back to third and bring Torque up and put him at first. But yeah, but... Candy's not bad at first, though. He struggled at first defensively, but he figured it out, and he's obviously he's been really good with the stick. With the so, bat, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, second base, I think, is kind of a iffy situation. I Maybe think, bring, like, a starting pitcher just for, like, a veteran, you know, just to throw in the rotation. Just until JV comes back in 22. Be so by, no, by the way, I'm not joking. No, that's, that's I, think, I think that could actually very well happen. That's, that's happening. I mean, that's something that Tigers fans have been looking at, like, maybe happening since he's been traded in um, 17. I mean, that's just always a situation where, like, could maybe the re- could we reunite with JV and... Um, Tony Paul, um, he tweeted on Friday that... When the JV trade first happened, he talked to a Tigers official, and that Tigers official told him that this isn't the end of the JV Tigers story. Wow. So. Did you, um, AJ Hinch interview actually had a lot to do with JV, too. Avila. They're close. And, and AJ Hinch. Avila mentioned how he talked to JV about the hire. Like, you know, like, what, what do you got to give me about AJ Hinch? And then AJ Hinch actually talked about the city of Detroit for AJ Hinch and why when you have a winning culture, this is a different city. I think JV's words were this. Dude, I'm about like, to cry right now. I'm so excited. Yeah, he, JV said there's nothing like Detroit when they're winning. He's like one of the only trades. Him and JD Martinez are like, I actually, like, I, I busted tears. I'm not going to lie. I was, yeah, I was. I'm not an emotional guy like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, I, I, was in, I was in tears. But when, I was in tears. I was in tears when they traded JV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I do not think it's crazy that he could come back. Like, just thinking of the circumstance, like, what if we won a World Series with Justin Verlander and maybe potentially Miguel Cabrera on the roster together? Hey, you want me to spew? Like, you want me to cry right now? Like, I'm actually, like, about to cry. I'm about to, I'm about to spew all over the place. That's That would be something. I mean, that's, like, we'll see what happens. It's such a long time from now. But that would be the Cinderella story, the greatest memory in Detroit sports history for me personally. Like I don't think anything tops it. Maybe it was at the Lions Super Bowl if that ever happens. But yeah. um, if if the Tigers could bring back you know Justin Verlander, they end up winning a World Series. That'll be crazy. But away from Justin Verlander, this is something to be excited about the team. You got puzzle pieces and just see who is part of this plan for the the long term plan. I think you've got some really intriguing prospects, some intriguing players, and it's just gonna be exciting. We're gonna see the growth of these guys, and I can't wait. Um, Al did say that they are not in the rebuilding stage anymore. They're in the building stage now. No, this is, a, so. I mean, I, I don't expect this offseason to go over a big free agent. I don't think that's happening this George year. Springer's a hot name out there. I mean, I would like that, but at the same time, I would like to save my money for next offseason when there's a chance that you can get a Correa or a Frankie Lindor. Yeah, or maybe get a big-time pitcher or something like that. Or Yeah. I mean, we'll see how the rotation looks at that point, who we need to plug in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe if these prospects are the legit deal, we don't need that. No, yeah. It's even better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting to be a Tigers fan. It's not exciting to be a Lions fan for several reasons, but I just saw this tweet from Ian Rappaport. Um, the Vikings have positive tests. Oh, great. How many? I don't know. It just came out one minute ago at the time of recording this, so... 
Um, they're not the only team either. Steelers, Ravens, and Packers all have positive Cardinals tests. Cardinals, too, on Sunday. Jesus. Yeah, two. How do you want to get into that? Yeah. Well, we got to bounce anyway. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up really quickly to close out the show. But, yeah, it's exciting to be a Tigers fan. Tigers and Red Wings. Hey, man, listen. Th- things were and currently are bad right now, but we always could rely on the Wings because of Stevie. Now, however, I think we can rely on both the Tigers and the Wings. Yeah. Wings got a top three GM in the sport. Tigers got a top five GM or a top five manager in baseball. Yeah. So I just hope we never see what we're seeing right now. Like with all our sports teams just thinking like this. Like you hope you never see this ever again. You hope it's just a one time thing. I also hope that the Pistons can do something nice in the draft in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Which by the way, speaking of the draft, that's after the Carolina game. You'll be here for yeah. that. So okay. next time you're here, it's gonna be another busy episode. Okay, so I have to do some NBA draft scouting. All I've really yeah. seen is LaMelo Ball potentially slipping. <laughs> oh my god. It's like the Lions, man. People are trying to tease me with that. LaMelo, like LeVar wants him in Detroit. I saw the video. Oh my god. They're trying they're trying to pull me back in, but I'm not doing it because I know he's not gonna fall. Charlotte it's taking him like we know this. Or like, what if he falls in Detroit Pats? Halliburton, Eli would probably punch a wall. <laughs> Eli would punch a wall. But regardless, it's new. We gotta get going. Tyler, thanks for coming on this week. I know it was a little different because we are not able to do an actual live show. But we only had one flush, which was okay. We only had one flush. Yeah. I'm actually surprised by that. It was early in the show too. I'm yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> the entire show, so but taking the number two. Yeah, taking the number two. That's what the Lions did yesterday. Okay, thanks again, Tyler. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski. Again, for Tyler Sawa, my name is Tony Nabrowski. See you guys next week.